Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Four Seasons Total Landscaping, it's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> Show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you this oh. week? Well, I don't have the COVID, so I'm doing pretty well. And the Cowboys are on a bye, so things are really looking up. How are you this week, Sherpa? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. Blue's back off uh, the uh, blue. The kitten is back off the uh, IR list and ready to root for the the cat teams. Although a couple oh, of them we're very are excited about not, that. not doing very well, but uh, yeah, I mean the Panthers are the only cat team that's even doing uh, remotely well right now. The Bengals are not good. The uh, Jaguars are not good, and uh, the Lions are not it good. Better. So yeah. Could be a lot of top five draft picks among those cat teams next year. Well, Blue's gonna have to he's gonna have to pick allegiances with one of them eventually. So we'll we'll have to see how a season goes. We'll keep tabs. Right now I would say it's the Panthers, they're the closest to being respectable. <laughs> oh, that's true. They're getting there. I'm gonna get them uh, a Teddy we, Bridgewater we, jersey or Curtis Samuel jersey. Oh, oh that'd be so good. <laughs> Tiny blue the kitten in a jersey. Oh, it's a dream. Maybe we'll get that. Maybe that'll be something we're thankful for for, uh, for our turkey uh, episode. <laughs> get him that for our 200th show next week. Yes, that's how we celebrate. I'm on, I'm on this. <laughs> so, he's a size, kid size four, I think. He's a 14. <laughs> oh, don't four, let him grow in the next week. <laughs> okay. Maybe but we can buy him just a little bit our, bigger just in case he does. Yeah, a little something to grow on. To kick off our 199th episode, uh, we have an action-packed show, per usual, for you. Uh, unfortunately, several injuries to get to this week, and uh, we have four teams on by, so certainly some big names that you're going to have to find replacements for. Uh, the Falcons, Cowboys, Chiefs, and Jets are all taking a breather this week. Uh, the Cowboys have really been on a bye week perpetually most of the season, so this isn't that different. We just can't lose this week, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, I mean, somehow, I, I just don't know what's happening there. Somehow Andy Dalton, who's concussed and has COVID, is still going to be the starting quarterback once he's healthy. So I'm not really sure what we're doing. We're going to find out. I guess not yet. I mean, we just don't know what's going on. Ezekiel Elliott's not sure if he's a bad attitude or a bad hamstring, but – uh, we'll we'll wait and see. We certainly have injuries. Well, can I throw We've got one COVID other quick issues. thing before you do the injuries? Yes. I yes, just want yes. to congratulate you on last week because I thought I had uh, done really well in my pick and pool this week. I won the week, and I figured for sure I'd gain ground on you this week. And then I looked and <laughs> know, sure enough, you had gained another game on me. You went 11 and three this week, and I was only 10 and four. So. I gotta say, how how mad would you have been if the Jaguars had actually pulled off that win? <laughs> well, I would have been. After all, I would have been happy. Yeah, that I would have been upset by. I was I, the Jets almost <laughs> got it done against the Patriots, oh, but geez. not quite. Almost. That was. That was I should have more faith in my Giants. Yeah. See, I did. You should too. Um, but I took the him Giants, in my pick and pull, uh, but not in this. Maybe you got to bring your pick and picks here. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how we do this week. Uh, I'm sure we've got things that will irritate you endlessly, per usual. Um, so in addition to injuries, we've got our waiver wire picks. Uh, we've got all the news and notes. We've got our game predictions and who to start, who to sit at every position. If you can't get enough of us in the hour tonight, we'll be with you until 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. You can find us all week long all over social media, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. And, of course, if you missed any episodes or you need a travel companion, whatever floats your boat, you can find all of our old episodes on Blog Talk Radio or anywhere you find your favorite podcast. So now we've got the housekeeping out of the way. Um, We've got Blue the Kitten off IR. Unfortunately, we do have some other guys who've hit IR this week, Kyle Allen being at the top of the list. The Washington football team quarterback suffered a pretty gruesome dislocated ankle and what they're calling a small fracture. I guess say nothing about his leg pointing a different direction than the rest of his body said small to me, but doctors seem to say otherwise. Um, Alex Smith is going to be the starter for the remainder of the season for Washington. Uh, tough for him to go in after seeing something that looks remarkably similar to what he went through, but came in, did a decent job, uh, could not 
could not sell your your Giants, but we'll see how he does this week. The Steelers are dealing with all types of issues and not just almost losing to the Cowboys last week. Um, Tight end Vance McDonald tested positive for COVID, and four people were put on the COVID reserve list uh, as being very close proximity to him, close contacts, two of those people being Ben Roethlisberger and running back Jalen Samuels. Uh, as of now, neither has tested positive, but uh, unless they, you know, pass all the protocols this week, as long as you're symptom-free for five days and you don't have a positive test, they'll be okay to play this week. Um, also worth noting that before Ben Roethlisberger got dubbed a potential close contact of Vince McDonald, he was being listed as questionable with both knees being injured after landing kind of awkwardly uh, being sacked during that Cowboys game. They seem not think that's an issue. I'm sure at the end of the season he'll end up that he probably has like two torn ACLs and is playing through it. But he seems to play better when he's hurt than when he's healthy, so maybe that's a good thing for the Steelers as long as he doesn't pop positive for COVID in the meantime. As we talked about, the Cowboys are on a bye this week but still making headlines. Ezekiel Elliott is still dealing with the hamstring issue. Uh, he played this week. How effective you are or aren't is really kind of up to him and his attitude on any given day. Hopefully the bye week will cure this ale. Uh, also, as we talked about, Jerry Jones went on the radio, which he loves to do, and said Andy Dalton will be the starter when he returns from his concussion and subsequent positive COVID test. So things aren't going great for the Ginger Ninja currently, but potentially looking up. Uh, Garrett Gilbert did a very nice job last week, so I'm surprised to see that we're all in on Andy Dalton, but time will tell. Uh, another big game injury this week, uh, Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey just came back from missing several weeks of that high ankle sprain. He is now very questionable and, quote, week to week after sustaining a right shoulder injury uh, during the game on Sunday. He's getting a second opinion today, but it seems more severe than maybe they want to tell us, so we'll see what happens there. In better news, the Browns designated running back Nick Chubb to return from IR. He uh, has been out since week four spraining his ACL in week four. He's questionable. Let's see how practices go this week, but they seem pretty optimistic that he should play this weekend. That's a good thing unless you're a Kareem Hunt owner, so we'll see how they end up managing that backfield. Also during the bye week, in true Cleveland form, uh, Baker Mayfield was put on the COVID reserve list after he had contact with someone positive. He was activated off that list this afternoon after passing multiple tests and proving that he is COVID-free for at least the time being. Uh, Your Giants while they did get a win last week, had a bit of an issue with wide receiver Golden Tate. He had a Keyshawn Johnson-esque temper tantrum Monday night on the sidelines after not feeling utilized enough and targeted enough. Uh, not only did he, you know, start screaming at people on the sidelines, but he and his wife also were all over social media. Um, most of that has since been deleted, but they did not have him travel with the team. He did not play Sunday. He's now back with the team getting a, quote, frosty reception, which not a big surprise. And they're saying his role is not going to change, uh, but he will be active in playing this week as long as he doesn't have another meltdown. Jets quarterback Sam Darnold did not play Monday night uh, dealing with that shoulder injury. He's gotten multiple opinions on it. It seems to depend who you're asking how severe it is. Right now the going rate is that he is getting better every day. If that were the case, he probably would play Monday, but... I'm not a doctor, nor am I Sam Darnold, and I'm not haunted, so I'm doing okay there. Uh, Looks like he's trying to play uh, coming off the bye week, so we'll see how that goes. Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford was knocked out of the game on Sunday. He was uh, tested for the concussion protocol, but had cleared it by the end of the day on Sunday. He's questionable going into this week, but I think he's just pretty sore at this point. It looks like he is going to play. The Colts will have wide receiver T.Y. Hilton back on Thursday night from that groin injury he's missed some time with, so... They're very happy there. Looks like Mo Ali Cox will be back as well. Also good news. Cincinnati had a practice squad player test positive for COVID-19 today. They're being cautious and had some players stay home. They're trying to clearly prevent the spread, which is good, but keep an eye on it. Certainly something that could affect your fantasy lineup as things go along. The Eagles are also dealing with some staffers who've tested positive. So another thing to keep an eye on. In other COVID news, you're also dealing with the Dolphins were without five coaches on their sideline on Sunday due to the COVID protocol. Uh, so they are they're taking a lot of precaution there as well. Keep an eye on all of that. Obviously, it's it's kind of always a moving target. You never know what you're going to get. But those are teams that certainly have some hot spots, and you may want to have backup plans for your players. 
Houston running back David Johnson was knocked out of the game with a concussion. He did not practice today. Uh, he is very up in the air. It doesn't look like he's trending in the right direction to play this week. Uh, running backs who maybe are trending closer. Pete Carroll out in Seattle says that running back Chris Carson is closer to returning than Carlos Hyde. Seems Chris Carson is running more or whatever that's worth. Uh, you're certainly going to have to see how practices go this week. Uh, it looks like he's got a chance of playing this week. It looks like Carlos Hyde probably is not going to. But, again, we're kind of in wait-and-see mode there. In other COVID news, Kansas City placed wide receiver Nicole Hardman on the COVID list after a positive test. They are on a bye this week. So he's still got a chance to not actually miss time and uh, potentially anyone else around him. So a good week for bye week, I guess. The 49ers ruled out running back Raheem Mostert. Uh, he is – who was hoping to return from that ankle injury, but it looks like it is not going to be this week. He should be back next week. Cincinnati's hoping to have running back Joe Mixon back from that foot injury. Uh, he is questionable but practicing. He's been out the last two games, as well as Ravens running back Mark Ingram. He is much more questionable dealing with an ankle injury, uh, so keep an eye on him as the week goes on. The Eagles are going to have running back Miles Sanders back. He's missed the last two games and a bye week with any injury, so I'm sure his fantasy owners are happy to have him back. Giants are potentially going to have running back Devontae Freeman back. He's getting closer to that ankle injury. Still pretty questionable. He's been out two games. Uh, Wayne Goldman's been pretty decent in his absence. So one or the other is going to be your guy this week. We just won't know until later in the week. Cardinals running back Kenyon Drake is very questionable with an ankle injury. Doesn't look great for him unless he has kind of a miraculous uh, progression this week. So I would certainly have another plan there. Dolphins running back Matt Brito is back at practice today. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury and is questionable, but it looks like he's training in the right direction. On the other hand, Lions wide receiver Kenny Galladay probably not training in the right direction. He's still not practicing with a hip injury that caused him to miss last week. He's pretty doubtful going into this week. They seem to think that there's a chance he's going to be uh, getting healthier by now putting him on IR, so we'll wait and see on that. 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel is dealing with a hamstring injury. He was practicing in a limited capacity today. He's got a chance to play this week, so keep your fingers crossed there. He's had a tough season with injuries. Uh, Also a very decent chance that wide receiver Alan Lazard is going to be back on the field this week for the Packers. Their training staff is notoriously cautious. If he was on another team, he may very well have played last week. So it's fingers crossed, keep your hopes up. (laughs) He may be in your lineup here this week, but we won't know probably until later this week. The Dolphins placed wide receiver Preston Williams on IR today with a foot injury. He was carted off uh, during the game on Sunday. Hard to tell exactly where he got injured, but he is not going to be on the field for the foreseeable future. Colts tight end Jack Doyle is in the concussion protocol. He is likely not going to play on Thursday night. Uh, Poor dude is in concussion protocol, I feel like, every other week, so not great for him. Another guy joining him in the concussion protocol is Bears running back Dave Montgomery. Quite a shot. Uh, Not looking good for him to play this week, but he's still got a chance. Denver tight end Noah Font was limited to practice today. He uh, left the game with an ankle injury. He's been dealing with that on and off all season, but it looks like he's going to try to play through it. Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown, he has been limited pretty much all season with a knee injury, uh, playing through it and doing very well. Had himself a nice week last week. He should play this week, barring some kind of setback. And Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams limped off the field after dropping the second potential game-winning touchdown pass at the end of the game. Um, They are not giving any real designation on him yet. It looks like he's going to be questionable uh, he's been dealing with leg injuries and lower body injuries most of the season, so keep an eye on that. And Gardner Minshew, everyone's here at Uncle Rico, is not going to play again this week. Still dealing with that thumb injury and surgery that he's been having, so uh, Jake Luton is still going to be your guy up there. In her long absence, Sherpa, what have you accomplished? <laughs> um, I wrote a book called The Wayne wow. Charm wow. of Ditka. <laughs> it's a real page turner, I'm sure. It is. There are a lot of blank pages in it, too, but there's a few words. I hope you dedicated it to Blue the Kid. That's my hope. Um, that would be a good idea. I haven't done the dedication yet, but that's a, I'll work on well, that next show. <laughs> so we have some holes to fill. We have a lot of questionable guys going into this week. How's your waiver wire pick looking? Uh, it's pretty long laundry list. 
and I think it's more uh, quality than quantity. It's more quantity than quality this week, but uh, <laughs> we'll give it a shot anyway. Um, running back, I think Duke Johnson is probably there, there. I guess three, four, maybe five guys that I would put at this in if I'm going to cure my waiver wire list. Duke Johnson would okay. be at the top of the list. Uh, J.D. McKissick be on there. Um, Gus Edwards. Jordan Wilkins and DeAndre Washington um, on there. And then slightly uh, lower tier, I'd have Wayne Gallman, Cam Akers, Travis Homer, Lex Burkhead, and uh, Kalen Ballage all on it. But, uh, again, I think if you can find somebody from that first group, you'll be much happier with the results than uh, if you are relegated to taking somebody from that second list. Yeah, I like the tiers. I like the tiers. Tier one, definitely a stronger tier. I'm with you there. Okay. Um, wide receivers. There's, I'll say, three in my top tier, and then maybe another three, and then everybody else is just kind of a crapshoot. But uh, the three guys that I think are most worth um, investing a waiver wire a bid on this week or claim a priority would be Curtis Samuel for Carolina. Jacoby Myers for New England and Alan Lazard, whom you mentioned, uh, for Green mm-hmm. Bay. Uh, Tim Patrick and then a pair of Bears receivers, Darnell Mooney and Anthony Miller, uh, would round out my second tier. And I know they're going up against Minnesota this week, but Minnesota has one of the worst pass defenses so far um, this season. And then uh, yeah, they love the, the kind of the grab bag uh, tier would be uh, Danny Amendola, Jalen Rager. Uh, Richard Higgins, Nelson Aguilar, Chris Conley, David Moore, and Michael Pittman. Yeah, I, I, I maybe Jalen Rager is probably a little higher for me in that second tier, but yeah, overall, uh, I, I think you're right on Jacoby Myers, Alan Lazard, probably my top two there. Okay, for quarterbacks, I have I'll say four that would be recommended, and then another six that, you know, if you're desperate, the the recommended options for streaming this week would be uh, Derek Carr for Las Vegas going up and has a home matchup against Denver, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Carolina home matchup against Tampa Bay, Tua Tagovailoa, I think I got that right this week. You Um, did. Home matchup against the Chargers. I've been practicing all week when I haven't been writing the book. (laughs) And then uh, Baker Mayfield, um, going up against uh, Houston, assuming that he's uh, COVID-free and uh, injury-free and ghost-free. Some slightly less less appealing options for me would be Drew Locke uh, going up against Las Vegas, Daniel Jones, home game against Philly, Phillip Rivers against Tennessee, Nick Foles against Minnesota, Alex Smith against Detroit, and uh, Jake Luton going against Green Bay. Shocker of all shocks, I'm I'm a little higher on Jake Luton. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we're all not. I know I'm getting there. the sense it's the team that you're uh, high on. And it might so be. Much it might be. I got to tell you, I know, I know this is a bit of a spoiler, but I think Jacksonville to win this. I'm in. I'm speechless. <laughs> I'm just saying. Right, I think um, I think it's going to happen, but we'll get there. <laughs> okay. But only a moment. I, I, I should have a challenge. We should have challenge flags that we can throw on each other's uh, <laughs> kicks or something. But um, we're going to have to do something. End, I'm just getting out of control here. You know, we'll figure out how to liven that section up a little <laughs> bit. Um, tight ends um, in no particular order. Austin Hooper, um, Jimmy Graham, Logan Thomas, Jordan Reed, and then uh, Trey Burton and Irv Smith would um, be the caboose on my tight end train for this week. Yeah, I think Austin Hooper obviously well rested after his appendectomy. I think Trey Burton's a great pick. Um, Dallas Goddard, you know, he's out there in in like forty percent of leagues, so if he's still out there in yours, now's the time. Yeah, I generally try to limit my list to people that are owned in less fewer than fifty percent of leagues. Uh, oh using Yahoo Otherwise, it's just, but, uh, it's just too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and pick up Travis Kelsey if he's still available in your league. That yeah. probably won't help too many people. 
If he is, please let us know. I'd like to see what's going on in your league. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just curious. I have questions. It would be an interesting league if you had to cut your most valuable performer each week and pick somebody yeah, up. Yeah, whoever's putting the most points has got to go. <laughs> yeah. That would be an interesting uh, fantasy league. So, um, I'm just saying, we've come up with so some really did, nice alternative fantasy plays here. I'm just saying. People should really gotta, get on board with Got to keep it interesting and be creative. And I think we strive to yeah. hopefully achieve both of those aims here at uh, Fourth and Inches show. But And then finally, yeah. um, defenses. In no particular order, um, I have Green Bay, which I'm guessing you disagree with, New Orleans, uh, home matchup against San Francisco, Philly on the road against the Giants, Giants at home against Philly, Minnesota at home, no, they're on the road against Chicago, Las Vegas home against Denver, and Detroit home against Washington would be some uh, defenses I'd be looking to stream this week. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have any beef with those. <laughs> All right. I don't. I don't think Let's it's a super high-scoring game in Jacksonville, so you know, there's that. Well, I think it is a high-scoring game, of maybe for one team and not the other, but we'll get to that <laughs> in a few minutes. We'll get there. Yes. Don't oh, want to ruin goodness. The yeah, I mean, all right. Far be it from me. I already give you one spoiler. I can't give you all. Okay. Shall we do some <laughs> uh, position top tens and bottom tens? Yes. Yes. Got a lot of injuries, right. but allegedly there are still people that are going to play football this week. Okay, so um, let's see where to start. Um, <laughs> how about running back? What? I can, uh, wow. All right. Color me shocked. All right. Okay, so for running back, my uh, top ten this week, I've got Aaron Jones at the top of my list, which you'll probably disagree with. Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, although now that that looks like that might be more of a timeshare um, with Nick Chubb, I might, uh, or running back by committee with Nick Chubb, I might move him down the list a little bit. Uh, Josh Jacobs, James Conner, Dalvin Cook, Chase Edmonds, Duke Johnson, J.K. Dobbins, and Ronald Jones rounding out my top ten, and then uh, honorable mention for Gus Edwards. Okay. Yeah, we, we've got a little, uh, a, a few differences. I actually have Aaron Jones high on my list, just not number one. Um, I've got Al, Alvin Kamara at number one, Dalvin Cook at two. Um, the Lions probably would have had an easier time with him had they maybe played 11 defenders. But, I mean, if I were playing Dalvin Cook, I would have. But right, what are you going to do? Um, I've got Aaron Jones at three, James Conner at four, Miles Sanders checking in at number five, coming back hopefully healthy. Derek Henry, uh, Christian McCaffrey, as long as he plays. I've got him at seven. Joe Mixon, James Robinson, and Josh Jacobs running out my top ten. Okay. Um, my avoid list, I've got uh, James Robinson at the top of that list, Miles Sanders, Joe Mixon, Jonathan Taylor, Jordan Wilkins, DeAndre Swift, Adrian Peterson, Philip Lindsay. Well, Raheem Mostart uh, isn't playing, so he can come off the list. Uh, David Montgomery yeah. will also not be playing. And then uh, Damian Harris had a dishonorable mention, but I can probably move him onto the list now that we can move uh, Raheem Mostart off. Yeah, yeah, we can, we can elevate him. He's getting, he's getting moved up to the big leagues. Look at him. Elevate him from the dishonorable mention to the actual uh, <laughs> dis list. There you go. The avoid list. It's like being yeah. elevated from the practice squad, only in a negative sense. Yeah, I mean, it's something. Is that maybe it's better than purgatory? I don't know. We'll have to ask him. Um, my avoid list: I've got Rex Burkhead and pretty much all of the New England running backs. I'm I'm not really excited about much of anything happening in New England, and quite frankly, I don't think anyone else is. Uh, Stokey, James White, at all. Uh, Joshua Kelly, Jordan Howard, Mark Ingram, II, Adrian Peterson, Wayne Gollum, because I do think Devontae Freeman's probably coming back. Kalen Bellage, Cordell Patterson, and Duke Johnson. My uh, tend to avoid this week. Did you call him Wayne Gollum or Gallman? 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 Oh, okay. I thought, I I thought you said Gollum. You know, not the worst idea, but yeah, Gallman. <laughs> yeah. It would be oh. funny if somebody, if he came out for the, the Giants game on Sunday and Smeagol on Thursday. 
I would immediately put him on all of my teams. I would just be so – I'd be, you know what? I'm in. I'm in. Pretty elusive. <laughs> it's not the worst theory. I mean, might as well try it. What else What else can go wrong for you guys? I don't know. That, that game this weekend, if, if the Giants managed to win that, I, I wouldn't say they'd be in the driver's seat, but uh, they'd be uh, neck and neck with Philadelphia for uh, – Co-favorites they have, to like, win their that division with four or five games. They'd, be, they'd have their Cinderella license. <laughs> the only thing I'm rooting for in that division is that the winner have no more than five wins. That's all I'm that rooting would be for. I mean, I think right it, now we don't have a whole lot seven, to get excited about. <laughs> no, but that would be a, a record that uh, probably won't be broken anytime soon. But We'd hope they, not. I mean, gee, we... Yeah. So, yeah. how about uh, wide receivers who do you like? Uh, Devontae Adams at the top of my list pretty much seems like forever now because he's going to catch Even all the Even though they're going to lose that game? Even though they're going to lose that game, he's still going to have a lot of points. I'm not saying that this is a logical thing. I think Green Bay is the better team. I just think that it's very possible that this Jacksonville is going to catch them. Even in Lambeau, because you don't really have that home crowd, I think they're going to catch them. They're going to they're gonna pull one out. This is the upset of the week. Calling it now. Okay. Uh, but Devontae okay. Adams, still a very good fantasy play. Uh, number two, DK Metcalf. Nice little piece on him this week. Uh, pre-game, Stefan Diggs checking in at number three. Keenan Allen and DeAndre Hopkins rounding out my top five. Tyler Lockett, uh, the, the one-two duo out in Seattle coming in at six. Terry McLaurin, Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup. And rounding out my top ten this week, A.J. Brown of the questionable knee injuries, but seems to still catch a lot of uh, lot of targets. So I'm in on him. All right. We have a fair amount of overlap. I've got uh, Devontae Adams okay, also at the good. top of my list. DeAndre Hopkins second. Mike Evans third. Keenan Allen fourth. Tyler Lockett fifth. Michael Thomas sixth. A.J. Brown seven. His college teammate, D.K. Metcalf eight. Chris Godwin nine. And Terry McLaurin ten. And uh, honorable mentions, Robert Woods, Juju Smith-Schuster, Will Fuller V, Corey Davis, and uh, Stefan Diggs, who is on your list. I like it. I like it. I have no problem with it. How about your wide receivers to avoid? Well, I am uh, not as excited about the 49ers now that it looks like the Saints maybe have figured out that they have a real defense and a bunch of pretty good defensive players, and they seem to have finally decided to start playing this season. So I'm staying away from Brandon Ayuk. Uh, normally I would like it, the matchup, but not so much after this week. Mike Williams, not sure how healthy he is, uh, and I don't love the matchup against Miami. A.J. Green, Antonio Brown, I'm still not sold there. Marvin Jones, Cole Beasley, Jacoby Myers, who we did advocate picking up off the waiver wild, but unless you have to, I wouldn't start him this week. Corey Davis, T.Y. Hilton, and Richie James also. Pretty much everyone in San Francisco, I would like to say. Okay, I'm only one San Francisco made my avoid list, but um, Put uh, Jerry Judy at the top of my avoid list, T.Y. Hilton, A.J. Green, T. Higgins, LaVisca Chenault, Keelan Cole, Jalen Rager, Travis Fulham, uh, Debo Samuel, and Tim Patrick rounding out my avoid list for this week at wide receiver. Okay, all right. Tim Patrick not getting any love. Let me see. Let me see. Now, I'm not <laughs> sour on him, but uh, he's, he's got some competition for targets with some guys getting healthy, and I don't think they're going to score a ton of points against Las Vegas either, but we'll see. All right. All right. All right. Moving on to quarterback, uh, my top 10 this week Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, Drew Brees. Tua Tago Vialoa, two for two, and uh, Tom Brady rounding out my top ten. Honorable mention, Teddy Bridgewater, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, Ben Roethlisberger, if he's healthy enough to play, and Alex Smith. Okay. Uh, I have Kyler Murray at the top of my list. Uh, Russell Wilson at two, Josh Allen at three, so I think that Buffalo-Arizona game is going to have a pretty good number of fantasy points, a lot of passing. Uh, Number four, Deshaun Watson. Aaron Rodgers checking in at five on my list. Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Jared Goff, Tom Brady, and Jake Luton checking in at number 10. 
I'm okay. all in, baby. Um, <laughs> all righty. My avoid list uh, has Jake Luton on it. Might have but, Jake uh, Luton on it. <laughs> my, my, uh, my rosters, my fantasy teams will all be Luton-free this week. Oh, oh, terrible. I'm going to put them on a team just for that. I might, hell, I might even start. See what happens. Uh, go ahead. Let me know how that works out for you. I will. I will. Okay. <laughs> all right. Joe Burrow at the top of my avoid list this week. Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford, Drew Locke, Cam Newton, Philip Rivers, Nick Foles, uh, the aforementioned Jake Luton, and Nick Mullins. Well, Nick Mullins. Uh, Nick Mullins also on my avoid list. Seems so sad, but you know what that means? The door for C.J. Bethard's going to open up eventually. I am ready. Uh, Nick Mullins, Alex Smith. I, I'm just I'm a little worried. It seems to been hitting the weight room. He went from four yard passes to six yard passes. I appreciate that, but I think you might need a little more than that to get a starting spot on your fantasy team. Teddy Bridgewater, Cam Newton, Daniel Jones, Old Nick Foley and Dynamite in Chicago, Ryan Tannehill, Drew Locke, Derek Carr, and Matthew Stafford. Okay, um how about um tight ends who do you like this week? Uh Darren Waller at the top of my list. Very excited about him. Uh, great matchup against Denver. Noah Font, as long as he can limp his way onto the field, I am more than happy to start him. Very tight end friendly uh, out west this week. Uh, Mark Andrews checking in at three. TJ Hawkinson, Austin Cooper, who is now appendix free and back in the lineup. Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Eric Ebron, Dallas Goddard, and Jimmy Graham. Okay, I've got Austin Hooper at the top of my list. Hunter Henry, Darren Waller. Mike Gesicki, Mark Andrews, Eric Ebron, John U. Smith, Dallas Goddard, Logan Thomas, and Rob Gronkowski rounding out my um, recommended 10 honorable mention, Earth Thomas, Jared Cook, and Robert Tanyan. Okay. All right. It's a respectable list. I almost put Gronk on my... I, I almost put Gronk on my avoid list, but I left him in purgatory, talked myself out of it. Uh, however, Trey Burton did make the avoid list, as well as Robert Tanyan, Jordan Aikens, Jordan Reed. I guess anyone named Jordan I'm biased against this week. I apologize, guys. Gerald Everett, Tyler Eifert, Irv Smith, uh, Anthony Fersker in Tennessee. I think Johnny Smith is getting all of the touches there. Uh, Greg Olson and Tyler Higby. Uh, I didn't hear Jordan Thomas on your list. Maybe that's because you know what, you're right. So it's not yet. all Jordans, just some. So I guess we're going to be okay. <laughs> okay. Um, my avoid list for tight ends this week, Jimmy Graham, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Font. That sounds suspiciously like your recommended list. Uh, Trey <laughs> Burton and Noah Alley Cox. That's an abbreviated <laughs> avoid list. I just couldn't find oh. enough to avoid. There, there are not too many that are – well, anyway – Leave it at that. They were dying to avoid this week. <laughs> yeah. I'm only half-heartedly avoiding them this week. So <laughs> defenses, okay. Trail of Tears, uh, Green Bay, you know, far and away, most desirable defense in my point of view this week. Um, Tennessee and New Orleans next tier. Uh, tier after that, the Giants, the Redskins, Raiders, Steelers, Ravens, and Vikings. Okay, the tiers are back. I'm going to go with the traditional 10, as I like to do. Uh, I've got the Ravens, Eagles, Steelers, Bears, Packers, running out my top five, the Saints, Giants, Bucks, Colts, and the Washington football team checking in at uh, at 10 there. We have a fair amount of overlap there. That's encouraging. Yeah, yeah. that's um, actually more than usual. Avoid list, I've got Miami, Arizona, New England, Jacksonville, Houston, the Chargers, Buffalo, Cincinnati, the Rams, Carolina, San Francisco, Cleveland, Tampa Bay, Denver, and Seattle. And if you think that's more than 10, you're right. It's 15. You're avoiding half the league. More than half the league. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right. right. Um, with the bye teams, you're right. Yeah, it is more with than the bye teams, you, you, you hate more defenses than you like. This is it's a new level of tears. I appreciate it. I like what you're bringing to the table. It's creative. Um, I stuck with ten. Very boring of me, but uh, I've got the Lions, Chargers, Browns, Dolphins, Raiders, Titans, uh, Patriots, Rams, and the Bills. I think that might be nine. Uh, the Vikings. There's my tenth. 
All right. Um, how about uh, we get on to game predictions? And I just want to say early that you'll probably be really happy to note that there are only five early games on Sunday and six I do. late I games. Do appreciate so I, I think this might be the first and only time I can remember in recent years that that's been the case, that there have been more late Sunday games than early Sunday games. Usually it's like, you know, 12 to, you know, 12 to 2 or 10 to 4 or something like that. I don't understand. Or, I, like, I just don't understand their, their method to the madness on scheduling. It's like, what what are you going against? X Games reruns? Like, what what do you think you're you're missing out on the rating? I don't don't understand. But Maybe they just think people will be footballed out after one game, but that's probably not the case. But they tend to well, put the better games in the later in the day, too, I think, when given the yeah. choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm happy that we have more parity this week. The two games I'd probably be most interested in watching this week are, are um, both late afternoon games. So anyway, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, first up, Thursday night game, as you mentioned before, we've got uh, Indianapolis traveling to Tennessee on Thursday night. Um, battle, I guess, for AFC South supremacy, not that that really means too much this uh, season, but um, I think the hometown Titans will prevail. I think Ryan Tannehill will right the ship a little bit. Derek Henry will have a decent game, and Philip Rivers just looks like he probably should have retired um, last year, but yeah. uh, I, I think that's ultimately going to uh, be the cause of their undoing, but anyway, I'll go with uh, Tennessee to win this one 27-21. I actually have the exact same score, so we're starting on a good note. Clearly, this is going to go off the rails here soon. Um, but I've got Tennessee winning 27-21. Even with the Colts getting a little healthier, um, they still have father time playing quarterback for them, and that's not going great. Uh, and Tennessee certainly will write the ship in prime time. I think things are they're going to look a little more functional here. Okay, now is where things start to go off the rails. We've got Green Bay yep, hosting. Yep. Jacksonville, this is my pick for blowout of the week. You seem to disagree. Decidedly but, not uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll say with uh, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and uh, Aaron Jones and uh, uh, Alan Lazard returning, I think the offense, the Packer offense, is just going to overwhelm the Jacksonville defense. Uh, Green Bay's defense is decent, and I don't know that Jake Lewis is going to throw for 300 yards again. I was impressed that he did it last week. But uh, still, I think Green Bay wins this easily. I'll say final score, Green Bay 31, Jacksonville 14. Now, we know it only to pick against Aaron Rodgers. I like Aaron Rodgers. I like this Packers team. But I think that Jacksonville's got just enough that I think this is the upset of the week. I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to throw pick six. I don't like saying it, but I think it's real. I think this Jacksonville defense is a little better than people give him credit for. I think Jake Luton's still going to throw maybe not 73-yard bombs, but he's throwing a couple of touchdowns. James Robinson's going to look good. This Green Bay defense isn't going to be able to contain him. I'm I'm saying now Jacksonville's win 28-27. It's going to be a thriller. People are going to be talking about this game for weeks. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll... I'll tip my hat to you, even though I'm not wearing one, if, if that indeed turns out to be the case. I'll acknowledge that next week at if, the top of the show. If this before... comes to fruition, I'm getting Blue the Kitten and Jake Luton jersey, and he's going to wear it. All right. Uh, That's well, what's going to happen I'm, here. I'm all in on that. <laughs> my wife will look at me funny when she sees the cat running around in a oh, tell her I'm sorry. Jake Luton jersey. Tell her I'm at least sorry it is a cat it. team. <laughs> yeah, well, it could be worse. If you were really going to be mean, you'd get him a Josh Allen jersey. But <laughs> put him in the family picture. Oh God, that's still so, that's still years later. It's still so good to me. <laughs> someday I'll have to send you anyway. that picture, and then you'll probably like it even more. Um, next up, we've got Cleveland hosting Houston, and I think this will be an offensive shootout. I don't see either team stopping the other. Um, Cleveland may be a little bit rusty from the bye week, but I, I think they'll be fine. And ultimately, I think uh, the Baker Mayfields will outscore the Deshaun Watson 31-28. I have a very similar score. I've got the COVID-free Baker Mayfields winning 33-28. 
Uh, I know they're without Odell Beckham Jr., but I think in a weird way they might actually help them a little bit because now you're not trying to find Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. I know now Jarvis Landry's going to have to throw to somebody else when he's he's doing this wildcat, but I, I think it almost streamlines their offense a little bit. Having Nick Chubb back, too, I think is certainly going to be a help. Um, the battle for NFC East supremacy, uh, my Giants hosting the Eagles, and I don't know. I'm feeling pretty cocky here. I, I'm going to pick the Giants to win this at home 27-24. I think their defense has improved a lot the last few weeks, and offense still scares me a little bit. I'm not sure they're going to be able to close out a game. I'd almost rather have the offense, you know, the opposing team's offense, you know, um, on the field at the end of the game and count on my defense to stop them. But uh, anyway, I think even with Dallas Goddard back, the, you know, Carson Wentz just doesn't seem to be himself this year. I don't know that I agree with Brett Favre's assessment that they should have kept Nick Foles over him. But uh, anyway. Yeah, I think, old, uh, old Brett's got Giants. a lot of opinions for, for a dude that's hanging out, coaching high school football and wearing Crocs. Got a lot to say about a lot of things. I'm yeah, not he, sure why all of a sudden he's got a big opinion on this. He picked a presidential um, election. We got that wrong. He's he everywhere. Picked uh, picked Carson Wentz. He picked against Carson Wentz. And even though I'm not an Eagles fan, I definitely think the Eagles made the right call there. But um, anyway, I, I say final score: uh, Giants 27, Eagles 24. Personally, as a Cowboys fan, I would really love to see you be right. I think that the Eagles coming off a of bye week are just a little healthier. Um, I've got them winning 27-21. I don't like it. I don't feel good about it, but I, I just – getting Miles Sanders back, it seems that maybe in the bye week Carson Wentz might have learned to throw the football instead of just holding on to it. Uh, I think the Giants' defense, yes, they are better, but uh, I just think Philly may have a little bit more in the way of health. Well, again, they had an 11-point lead on them with – six minutes left in the first game they played just a yep. few weeks ago in Philly. So I would I, love to I be wrong about this one. Big time. Well, we'll see. Hopefully we'll get, that's my wish for our 200th show. There's going to be the <laughs> blue the kitten running around in a Jake Luton jersey. But uh, anyway. You can't even say what the straight means. I can't. I just want you to know that as soon as our show goes off the air, I'm going to start sourcing cat size customized jerseys because clearly I'm going to need a special order. This it does not exist in the world. <laughs> if you do get that, my only hope is that he outgrows it in a couple weeks and then just starts tearing <laughs> it to shreds. But we'll see. So don't spend too much on so it. Much, if that indeed so happens, much negativity. betting it won't. But well, that's the kind oh. of guy I am. But. Uh, I'm All right, next up we've got uh, Tampa shipping. Bay at Carolina. Tom Brady, one of the most um, lopsided defeats of his career against uh, New Orleans the other night, but I think they bounced back in this game. And you know, Carolina always seems to come close this season, but not quite uh, good enough. You know, I don't know that I would have tried a 68-yard field goal on the last game of the last play of the seems, Chiefs game seems there, aggressive. but maybe they felt like that. Maybe they felt like that was the yeah. best option, but uh, I think they'll come up just short again here. I don't know if it'll be a, a failed 68-yard field goal, but I say Tampa Bay wins this 30-28, uh, to 28, and hopefully Tampa Bay will have uh, their uh, receiving core at full strength this week because it would be kind of fun to see what Tom Brady could do with uh, healthy Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, and uh, Antonio Brown all on the field at the same time. This is true. I am Still pretty convinced I think Tom Brady might hate Mike Evans. Um, I'm not really sure. I don't have a whole lot of basis for this, but I just I don't I don't think he likes him. I'd be shocked if Mike Evans was still a buccaneer by, by this time next season. But that's a, an issue for another time. Uh, I'm actually picking Carolina to win this. I'm I'm going all in on cats this week. Uh, I'm picking old Teddy Bridgewater, even with the potential of not having Christian McCaffrey, which they were fine with Mike Davis. I'm picking Carolina to win 31-24. Uh, I, I think Tampa Bay comes back better. They can't have a worse game plan than they had last week. But I think Carolina can sneak one out. I think they're a little more of a complete team, and they, they just gel a little better than this Tampa Bay does when, right now. Okay, next up we've got um, the last of the Sunday early games. We've got Washington 
at Detroit, another cat team, and sounds like you're going to pick them. I'm actually going to go with the uh, the team without a name, the football team. I think that uh, Alex Smith shook off some of the rust last week, and hopefully he won't be overthrowing uh, receivers late in the game this week. And if he doesn't, I think they're going to eke out the victory here. I'll say Washington 27 is uh, Jay McKissick has a big game, and uh, – Detroit uh, 24. I actually also picked Washington to win this game. I went back and forth on this pretty much constantly the last couple of days. Um, I talked myself in and out of Detroit winning this, but I think Washington with Alex Smith practicing all week with him being fully involved in this game plan, I think helps, but I think you're right. I think it's a run game that really wins this for them. And the fact that, Matthew Stafford is banged up. This team is still not 100%. Detroit doesn't seem to know what they're doing. Um, I'm I'm taking Washington 28-24. Okay, now we get to the late games. First game should be a, a real barn burner. I'm featuring Justin Herbert and uh, Tua Tagovailoa. I'm just showing off now. Yeah, just showing off. Um, <laughs> I am. I think this game will probably have – this is one of the two games I'd be most excited to watch uh, this weekend. Um, I think it'll be a real shootout and I'm going to go against the grain here a little bit. I know the chargers seem to snatch a defeat from the jaws of victory every week in new and creative ways. But I think this week they're actually going to figure out how to hang on. So I'll go with a final score of uh, chargers 34, Miami 31. And I can almost bet guarantee that you're going to pick the dolphins in this game. Sure am. Sure am picking the Dolphins. I've got them winning 24-21. I think two is doing great. Even without Preston Williams, things are going to be okay. They're getting healthier in their run game. Adding Matt Breida in is going to give us a different dimension. And the Chargers, while they've looked very, very good at times, they've also looked beatable at times. And I think that they're just running into Miami at a bad time. Catching a team while they're not. They just don't know they're supposed to be losing. I'm going with Miami. Okay, next up we've got uh, Las Vegas hosting Denver. That should be an entertaining game, but um, I think uh, Derek Carr is going to have a good game, you know, throwing against Denver's defense, and I think Josh Jacobs will do just enough on the ground. And I'm still not sold on uh, Denver's uh, passing game. I think Drew Locke will be their long-term uh, starter quarterback, but not convinced that his uh, receiving core is up to snuff yet. But uh, anyway, I'll take uh, Las Vegas uh, by four points, 28-24. I've got, I've got Las Vegas winning 27-23. So we're pretty much on the same page there. I think that this is a much better game than people anticipate. I think this Denver team is better than they're getting credit for. Still worried about John Elway having the COVID. Not a big fan of that. But uh, like you said, the receiving core is really their, their Achilles heel here. I think Drew Locke is making leaps and bounds of improvements, and I'm excited to see that continue. I just don't think that the team as a whole is there yet. Okay, now we have the game that I'm probably most excited about this weekend, and that's uh, Arizona hosting Buffalo. I think uh, Kyler Murray and Josh Allen, that'll be a a fun uh, shootout between two quarterbacks who um, can both throw and run. Uh, I'm going to give the edge to Arizona primarily because they're at home and also because I think DeAndre Hopkins is a little bit better than uh, Stephon Diggs and John Brown. So, I'm going to go with uh, Arizona to win this by a field goal at home. I'll say Arizona 37, Buffalo 34 in a in a wild shootout. Yeah, yeah, there are going to be a lot of points here. Um, I I just happen to have Buffalo winning this game, which I'm sure you're not totally shocked by. Um, I've got Buffalo winning 33-31 over the Cardinals, so very close game. I think it's just a product of who gets the ball last year. Um, but I think I think that I like Josh Allen as a quarterback more than I do Kyler Murray right now. I trust him more with the ball. It's going to be a really good one, though. Yeah, this should be fun to watch. Um, next up, we've got uh, Pittsburgh hosting Cincinnati. And I, I know that you know, Pittsburgh's the better team. They're undefeated. But I really think Cincinnati's going to be able to keep this close. I wasn't real impressed by uh, how Pittsburgh struggled against Dallas and had to pull one out of the fire there. 
and Cincinnati can't hasn't really figured out how to stop teams yet, but uh, Joe Burrow can certainly move the ball um, on offense. But I think Pittsburgh will find a way. I'm not quite sure how, but uh, I'll go with them by a touchdown here. I'll say Pittsburgh 31, Cincinnati 24. I'm actually going to continue my cat shrink here. Uh, Lions notwithstanding, but uh, I'm going to pick Cincinnati to win this. Um, I've got them winning 27-23. I think that Pittsburgh is going to be a little out of sorts. You may or may not have Ben Roethlisberger. It might be better not to have him on the field if he's got two bad legs. It looked like it was just his left leg, but apparently it's both. Um, but you're obviously going to be without your, your stud tight end, who is a big part of that offense. You may be without a running back. You may be without your quarterback. Your whole week is going to be messed up. And, yeah, they got embarrassed last week. And normally I would think that would be a reason to come back stronger. But I think this is almost a bit of a trap game for them. And I think Cincinnati's due for, for something spectacular to happen. Uh, so I, I think they've, ha- they've been in a lot of games. And this one, they're finally going to pull the trigger. They're finally going to get that win. All righty. Um, next up, we've got uh, Seattle traveling down to uh, California to play the Rams, in, which would also be a fairly high-scoring game. Um, Not a lot I'm of defense go with, here. No. It, it, I'm going to go with Seattle here just because I think Russell Wilson's been a little bit more consistent than Jared Goff Yes. Uh, this season. I mean, Jared Goff from – Two seasons ago was great. He was one of the top quarterbacks in all of fantasy, but you know it's not 2018 anymore. He doesn't have as good a supporting cast. You know, Brandon Cooks isn't there mm-hmm. anymore. Todd Gurley's not there anymore. And to me, that all just yeah. suggests you know that you know, Seattle, especially with that dynamic duo wide receiver Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, um, again so any good. semblance of the They're ground so game, I think they win this. I'll say uh, final score, Seattle 31, Rams 28. Yeah, um, I have almost the same score. I've got Seattle winning 31-27. A lot of offense, not a lot of defense here. Um, We've seen teams win championships with defense. It's certainly possible Seattle could win one without a defense, like an entire defense. No secondary to speak of. Um, But maybe if they just start having their wide receivers play both ways, that would solve a lot of problems. Just something to think about. But I, I just think... I'm totally with you there. I think that the Seattle offense is just more dynamic than this Rams one is. Maybe Seattle could um, loan DK Metcalf to the Lions when when they're not on offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got an opening. Almost anyone could walk onto the field, and it would not be too many men on the field. I don't, I don't understand how you have so many plays where you only have 10 guys on the field. What are you doing? <laughs> just don't understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't. <laughs> Don't get that either. Um, so next up, we've got uh, the 49ers traveling to New Orleans in the last of our Sunday late games. And uh, San Francisco are just too many problems between all the injuries at quarterback and wide receiver, and tight end and running back, pretty much any offensive skill position. They've had a major injury this season. And yeah, I think they're running on fumes at this point in New Orleans. I don't buy the, all the, you know, Drew Brees is back hype, but you know, he's playing pretty well right now. And I think Saints are better on defense than they've been in seasons past. And mm-hmm. I think that defense will be able to shut San Francisco down for the most part. And I'll go with the final score here of uh, New Orleans 30, San Francisco 21 is uh, Alvin Kamara and, uh, Michael Thomas had big games. Yeah, Michael Thomas says he's learned a lot since fighting his own teammate uh, at practice, so that's good. Obviously, you want to learn from that. Um, But this New Orleans team, Drew Brees might not be back, and I'm cool with that, but their defense is back. I I don't know if you can say it's back because it didn't show up the first nine weeks of the season, uh, or I guess eight weeks of the season. But, yes, not not all games are going to be a 31-point shutout at halftime, but I think that – this one is going to be relatively close to that. I'm picking New Orleans win 34-17. And my bold prediction here is I think we're going to get C.J. Bethard sighting in the second half of this football game, if not earlier. I think this is his time. Not going to win the game, but he's human up. That sounds uh, like something to look forward to. We, we thought we'd see Tua a few weeks ago against the Jets in a yeah. mop-up duty, and that proved to be uh, – 
Correct. It would happen. If you're, he got the starting Bethard, job. Uh, could happen for C.J. Beathard, too. I'm just saying. Putting it out in the universe. <laughs> All right. We'll see. Maybe that'll come true. Uh, Sunday evening, we've got the Ravens traveling to New England in what, at least on paper, seems to be a mismatch. But as they say, they play the game by mm-hmm. draft, not on paper. And who knows, maybe the Patriots will know all of Lamar Jackson's plays before he even calls them. But uh, I, I think even even if that happens, I just think the Ravens just have too much uh, firepower, um, especially their ground game for New England to be able to stop everybody. So I'll go with the final score here of uh, Baltimore 34, uh, New England 24. I'm sure that right now Bill Belichick does know every play Lamar Jackson's going to call before he even has game planned it. I firmly believe that. The problem is the Patriots aren't a good enough team to stop that from happening, even when they already know. Lamar Jackson in this offense is too talented. Uh, They need a bounce back game in a big way. They need to remind people that they are very good, which they are. Um, Maybe try to mix up your defense a little bit or your offense a little more. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Just throwing it out there as an idea. Um, And I'm sure at some point this looks like a good idea on paper, but I think it's really mean of the schedule makers to make us sit through New England in primetime in in two weeks in a row. That seems like a lot. I could have done without that. Um, But I've got Baltimore winning this 31-14 in what is not a close game at any point. Well, for me, yeah, that – I guess that Monday night game, the Jets and the Patriots, that was about as you know as bad a matchup as Ooh. you could uh, ask for in a primetime game. But uh, um, I mean, it wasn't a nine-six affair, but like it felt close. <laughs> well, it was an entertaining game, but yeah, you know, an entertaining game. It, was, it wasn't like a, a very technically game well-played two bad game. Yeah. No. I mean, Joe Flacco looked like Joe Namath for one half and, uh, you know, Joe Ferguson mm. for the other half. But uh, Past Joe anyway, Montana for pass yards in a career, though, which is absurd. Didn't like that. Well, I mean, he stuck <laughs> around a lot longer than Joe Montana did. But anyway, Joe Cool had other stuff to um, do. <laughs> yeah, I guess he did. Now, the Monday night game, you know, these are – Two teams heading in the opposite direction. Uh, Vikings have won two in a row. Nick Bears have lost two in a row. And I think those trends are going to continue. I think Dalvin Cook will run wild and Cook Cousins will find just enough uh, you know, passing offense to stave off the Bears, who have a very anemic offense on the best of days. And without David Montgomery, it'll be worse. Uh, I'll go with a final score here of uh, Vikings 27 and Bears 24. Now, I I really tried. I really tried to find a way to justify picking the Bears to win this game. And, like, I've, I spent a lot of time on Unfortunately, Dalvin Cook is just too good. Even with a, a great defensive stand from the Bears, I just don't know if there's enough. Just, just all you have to do is stop Dalvin Cook, and I don't think they can do that enough to score enough points to win the game. I would love to see Nick Foles come back and win this in the fourth late in the fourth quarter. I just I just don't know if it's doable. I've got Minnesota winning twenty four twenty one and I'm gonna do that begrudgingly. <laughs> All right. Well we closed off on a hot streak of sorts agreeing on the last four games, so that's Yeah. Yeah. Still all in on the Jaguars though. So uh, just before we go, a couple of daily fantasy options for you. We like to give you some value picks. Uh, at quarterback, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, and Tua Tunga-Vailoa. I got one, too. Uh, all great value players you can spend up other places, but at other positions you're looking for some value, James Robinson in Jacksonville going to have a big day. Uh, no one else may believe me, but I'm in on this. Antonio Gibson in Washington and Leonard Fournette in Tampa Bay seems to be the guy out of that backfield. At wide receiver, Travis Fulgham, Jalen Rieger, whoever you've got more money for, go for it. Robbie Anderson in Carolina, Jerry Judy, Brandon Cooks, who is absurdly underpriced. Uh, and John Brown at tight end, Dallas Goddard and Austin Hooper. Uh, defensively, the Saints, far and away, your best value and option there. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll be back with you under normal time because my life will be less chaotic next week. We'll be back Tuesday from 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every week. We'll give you all the news and notes from the week that was. 
And, of course, all your game picks, fantasy uh, options, your daily fantasy picks, all that good stuff. If you have questions you need us to answer, per your lineup, just life in general, whatever you need, we're here for you all week long, all over social media. We are on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. On Twitter, the number 4THN inches show at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll be back next week with our 200th show. Get excited and potentially a kitten in a Jake Luton jersey. So stick around. And thank you so much for listening. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.